The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. It is I, it's Jasmine. It is I, Jack. <laughs> it is I, Zasmine. Zasmine and Jack and Jasmine and, and Zach. Uh, welcome, spinning nonsense. If you can't tell, something's up with me. I am a little high on pain meds at the moment. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, but I, I had a full weekend <laughs> of fun. Uh, I don't know what your definition of fun is, but this none of your weekend sounds like fun. It was it was it was a little painstaking, but I, I made it through. And then the beginning of this week was just as good. Um, I'll I'll start <laughs> on Friday. Uh, Friday, I had well, I came back to get safety admissions done on my car because it's due for October. I learned that I did a research and stuff, so I'm, I'm okay on that because in October my license doesn't isn't due until the 15th which is when i'm coming back so i'm all good on there the issue is that i had a weight in valvoline i went to two valvolines to, to find to find a safety emissions and it's the end of the month so of course everybody's going to be doing it and they said okay five six hour wait i'm like fine because i didn't want to do it any other day and i was like i better just wait to get it done i had my dad come up with my backpack so I could do homework and stuff like that. Um, I waited about three hours and my car dies. <laughs> right there on the spot in the middle of the parking lot, waiting in the line. Um, luckily, long story short, it was a whole process and whatnot. It took about an hour to figure out what was wrong. Long story short, I guess the battery completely died or something. And the only way we could really jumpstart it was to have some bat, like my dad's battery, which is for his Ford F-150, which is bigger than my, 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 my sedan. Um, so he, he was, his battery was able to jumpstart my car. Uh, we got a new battery in it. Uh, I failed my emissions, but there's a reason because apparently I, I had no idea about like, the, I guess batteries need to be calibrated. They need to be calibrated. Something. You need to drive them like a hundred miles. That's like, what I did. And I it'll, drove... it'll throw you an error. And yeah. Yeah, that's what, what I happened. actually I passed, did know that. I passed safety, but not emissions, which was fine because then two days later on Sunday, I was able to go and get emissions done because that Saturday I'd moved Katie, my girlfriend into her new place, uh, which took a while but we got it done so that was that was all fine <sighs> but yeah they gave me the miles on my car and all that so yeah yeah and then i got that figure out now i just gotta wait until i come back but then sun monday i was supposed to drive back <laughs> to to uh to my apartment back in springfield for classes since i had a 
a critique for photography to do is what I had. Right. And that was, that was important because it's a critique for, for our project. Um, I had an issue that I, I do not want to disclose, but all, all I'll say is that it wasn't pleasant. Um, it happened while I was in the shower. Uh, it led me to fall in the shower and hit, and hit my face. So yeah. uh, my, my nose hurts a little bit. Um, I was, I thought I had a concussion. I don't have a concussion. Um, I still don't feel too, too, too up to the, up to speed, but that's okay. I think I'll be fine for now until I can go back, which I'll be leaving two weeks from now, roughly week and a half. Let's go with that. That's better week and a half. So I just need to, uh, deal, uh, put put myself on a regimen of pain meds and sleep for this time being it's not bad pain but like on a scale of one to ten it's at like a two or three so i mean it's not it's not bad it's on and off pain. but it's noticeable it's noticeable and that's what worries me because i don't I, personally i'm not going to talk about it on here because this is it is something that i i don't want to say but <clears throat> all i'll say is that it, it's 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 there and uh, it is worrisome, but I can deal with it for now until I can get it checked. If it does get worse, then that's something I'll deal with that. But all that yeah, matters is that you're okay right now. So. Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Like yesterday, like because yesterday was Monday when it all happened. Like the night I was, I was feeling like dizzy as hell. Mm -hmm. I I was I was in and out of sleep, um, and I I called Katie and I. I wasn't sure because like I she she helped check that I didn't have a concussion because I didn't go to a doctor which I should have but that's like it's a whole there was a whole thing I had to get back to class or and miss out on doing like a full week that I was already behind on it it's the coincidence thing it happens at the worst times the the, the, the it just it's a it's a stacking of problems that yeah, just we, happen we, i don't think we were born with uh easy mode enabled no um, it's, yeah it's it's a, it's a it, death run you know what i mean <laughs> it yeah, is so, a no death run i'm, I'm well, serious you got, like, you got hills and then you got mountains and this is just another one of those mountains that's just stupidly in the way um I think I'll be fine. I just, I, it's, it's, I, right now I'm managing it. I am, I'm, I'm watching myself, by the way, also, uh, the middle of my chest hurts too. I didn't tell you that it's not bad hurt. Like, like a, like a, on, like a bruise. Hurt. Yeah. It feels like a bruise. Like I, it's right on my sternum. So like, yeah. <laughs> you straight up took yourself out, dude. I did. I did. And it, it's not, it's not a great thing. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it's a, I had a panic attack because of it in the shower that I don't know exactly what happened, but I felt faint. Um, those are no joke. If you actually deal with those, those are literally no joke. So, um, for sure. I get it. Yeah. We had a discussion so, off, off, uh, off air. So I know. I and it. I mean, I do have other stories of other parts other other, like another time that happened, but that's Heather, like other times we almost lost limbs. <laughs> In the I mean, course. yeah. So I almost, I almost cut my. Uh, this is this is another time that I had like I guess the same because I felt this this way before uh, during like the whole thing. I felt like I was gonna faint. I felt like I was gonna throw up. I've had that same feeling before. Oh, and also I was pale because I could check in the mirror. 
Um, I've had that feeling before, but that was a long time ago when I almost cut my thumb off working at a, uh, a, a very popular burger restaurant or fast food chain. Um, he left the part <clears throat> of the finger in the food. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, I was, I'm totally I was, kidding. I'm totally Yeah, kidding. I cut off like, my whole thumb. It le- I left it in one of the burgers. Somebody probably I left it is, in the burger. Know. Yeah, no. So Number I almost, 15. I, I was cutting meat and then I just kind of like, I guess I had a bad day or something. I almost cut my thumb off or the tip of my thumb, but I thought I did more damage. And then I started feeling the same way that I felt like yesterday. Um, what's worse is that uh, my manager was laughing the whole time. I'm not gonna yeah, say you know that mean. that's evil, dude. Like the yeah. time that I cut the tip, of, I actually did cut the tip of my fucking finger off uh, in a in a electronic electric slicer. Uh, I was cutting ham. And uh, for for a uh, for a pizzeria, we'll go, yeah. we'll go with that. I was cutting ham for a pizzeria, and uh, I was in the back. I was just doing my normal thing, and they have us wear black gloves back there, right? So the strangest part is that it didn't hurt until I saw the blood. Yeah, like that's... so so like I I went like that, and then I I stopped. I pulled my finger away. I was like, why does my finger hurt right now? Like, just, just, like, a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, nothing much. And then, like, I, I look at the glove, and, like, through the black glove, there's a slight slice, and then all of a sudden, blood just wells up out of it and starts oh. pouring through the glove, dude. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking throw up. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to die, and I'm going to shit all at the same time. Like, just, that that's exactly what it feels like. And, mm-hmm. like, you're just going to fucking implode and yep. die. Like, I just had to lay on the ground. I didn't lay on the ground at McDonald's. That's disgusting. Sorry, yeah. I said the name of the place, but you, who cares? Uh, I I did not lay on the ground in in that place. But I laid on the ground definitely at my parents' place after the shower because I needed to. Uh, it helps if you can find a way. But, yeah. Yeah. So. No, definitely. Welcome to panic attack paradise at the moment no that's not a paradise why would you panic call it attack a pandemonium i pandemonium. I yes yeah panic attack pandemonium. but um but uh what else? you you said you were gonna be back in a week and a half also in a week and a half i'll finish my first mini mester uh of this semester and uh mini mester is eight weeks long versus a 16 week long course and it is a crash course literally and so I'm doing a shit ton of crash courses because uh, they offer those online uh, for some of these classes. Because why drag it out for 16 weeks when you could do it in eight? You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's my that's my motto anyway. And uh, um, so I've been working on my two finals for this mini master. And it's for Composition 2 and Digital Foundations. Digital Foundations is the Adobe Suite. So Photoshop, Illustrator, and Design, you know, whatever else that they decide to fucking make you do. But those are the three that we are focusing on for this mini-master. And uh, I hate that our final project, <laughs> I told my teacher, she was like, do you do, do you think uh, we could recommend anything for next year? And I wrote a whole ass paragraph saying, I hate that our final project is in InDesign when you can do so much more with Illustrator. Like, it's just, I... I dislike InDesign when I'm trying to build custom graphics. When you're not mm. trying to build custom graphics and you're trying to make a book or a magazine or a newspaper or something like that, InDesign is very useful. Very, very useful because it's like... Why don't you it's make like concepts in InDesign. What? 
She wanted you to make designs and InDesign. I made, okay, so my final project, she's like, you have to choose an artist and make a 16-page magazine about him. So the artist that I chose, I chose Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I have placed all of I I've my done my setup, you know what I mean. I placed all my images, all of my headers, and all of that stuff. All I literally need to do it's it's not due for another ten days. All I need to do is just fill in the information, like just write in the stuff. Be like he was born, blah 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 blah. He's in a relationship with blah 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 blah. This is the name of his first album, blah 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 make, blah blah. Make and all his paragraphs as songs, like his song lyrics. I think my teacher would notice that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it has to have like a works cited fucking pages with an S in my case. Wikipedia. Well, you can use Wikipedia as a guide because there are sources at the bottom of the Wikipedia there are sources page. sources at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. But, but... the Wikipedia page is a uh, some summation of all of the resources. And the resources at the bottom typically go over 100. You know, so... Mm. Um, it's like you gotta sift through it kind of deal and that's why wikipedia isn't uh you know the go-to source because this is still an academic class and i still have to cite sources that are fucking bullshit but um they want to make sure that you don't plagiarize because plagiarism happens yeah i mean i can go and copy and paste the fucking wikipedia page and that's easy as shit but like they're gonna notice (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's for fucking certain you know, yeah. so um, literally I uh, I did that and uh, but anyway, for my comp two class, I had to fucking do a five to seven page essay report fucking thing. And it's they're, they're all like, you have to choose something that's argumentative. And I'm like, I want to choose something that's easy. I need to choose something that I like actually care about, because if I don't, I'm going to die in this course you know what i mean like i'm just gonna burn out and fizzle and get an f and i'm gonna just fail the course because i fucking hate english comp classes mm-hmm. like just because all it is is grammar nazi bullshit all it is is uh how to write an apa paper you know like how to like do all this stuff it's not even reading books you know like it's not the cool english stuff it's the sucky english stuff you know what I mean? Like I do. The, the, comp, the comp courses are, anyway. There are other English courses that I would fully enjoy. Creative writing being one of them. Uh, and on top of that, screenwriting. I am taking, uh, for this next mini-master, I'm taking screenwriting. I'm taking scripting for games. And I'm taking uh, um, world art until 1300. And then after, next mm. semester, I'm taking uh, from, from 1300. Like... So yeah, I get to see a lot of Egyptian, Roman, Romans, uh, Greeks stuff. You know what I mean, like that kind of that kind of art stuff. But yeah, no, I get to do yep. I do, get to do script writing for games, and I get to do script writing for TV. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. I'm actually really excited be. about that, and uh, I don't have to make well, I have to make something by the end of the semester, but I don't have to spend my visually creative juices doing stuff for school versus doing the things that I actually want to do, mm-hmm. which is like, uh, you know, put stuff up in my t-shirt shop and, uh, you know, do inktober, which is what I've actually been doing for the first uh, couple days. And, uh, for the first three days, which was gargoyles, scurry and that I, uh, did a graveyard scene 
uh, with a gargoyle and some rats running around with a bat flying. And uh, did that, but for the next three days, it's like scallop, flame, and bouquet. I think that's what those three are. And I don't remember the order, but I know scallop is today, uh, which is the fourth. But you could find the Inktober list online. If you type in Inktober on Google, like it'll take you to the Inktober official website at the top that's advertised. And yeah. you can download the list right there. Like the list is available for download really easily. And, yep. Um, and, and if you type in Inktober anywhere else, you'll probably be able to find the list, honestly. But, um, yeah. yeah, my next semester starts. I'm excited because um, I kind of take four semesters in a year versus uh, two, you know? Oh, so. but yeah, like uh, we can get into weekly recommendations if you didn't have anything else to say about. The I really don't because I I'm worried that if I start speaking, something other bad stuff is gonna start like popping up. Oh, Karma's no. being a bitch. Karma's just being a bitch right now. So, uh, but at the moment, I think it'll be okay. So, but speaking of things that are not okay, recommendations. You went to go see one movie that I thought was going to be bad, but is doing pretty, pretty well. <laughs> you heard that, right? I heard, I heard something, but I wasn't sure. It sounded like a scream. It was Nala. Okay. Yeah. But, but I, um, I'll have to go see this movie. Yes, yeah, Smile. I went and saw Smile. So I was, ex I don't know what I was expecting from this movie. And I told, well, I told you what I was expecting. I was expecting a social media horror. If you want my honest opinion, I legit thought that's what it was going to be. And I was like, huh, you know, take it or leave it. I'm going to go try it out because why not? When in Halloween mode, you went on when October 1st hits and you, and you know, drop that dump it onto the floor and you come back up as a giant pumpkin. But like, it, it's just, uh, went and saw it and, uh, straight up enjoyed it honestly like it, it it kept a it kept a really good like tensity and the best thing that i could really compare it to is like the first time i saw it follows and the first time that i saw final destination it Got really it. has those vibes in it and then uh like i was telling you it had men vibes towards the end the a24 uh men the, film that's that's weird and i don't know like there's a lot of vibes that go on in that ending and it's just i mean that... like i it literally felt like an a24 film if you want my honest opinion okay like it, it really did like you would think it was kind of by a24 uh i'd like to see that uh, other studios are branching out uh and being more open to what they are going to put on screen regarding horror movies because i feel like they've been you know uh doing the same thing rubbed raw <laughs> rubbed raw and ways of genre uh bending stuff you know i could go see smile but the thing is i don't know if i i probably shouldn't um not so uh overall like i was telling you i'd give smile a six out of ten or actually, no, 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 that, that was a different one. Uh, with Smile, I would give Smile uh, that I was talking about the one that was next on the list. Yeah. But um, I, Smile, I'd give like a 7.58, like Ooh. solid. Like, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not shitting, you know, I'm not fronting. No, I know. Like this, uh, mm -hmm. I 
genuinely pretty pretty much enjoyed it because like it it made my hair raise up a couple of times which is exactly what you want you know what i mean like you want that you want that fear response to kick in and i even said oh no at one point you know like like the first time i went and saw nope i was just like nope nope and i just kept saying that in the in the entire movie like and they kept saying it too so i felt valid you know what i mean <laughs> but uh yeah i'd say go see smile go watch it Go see it for oh, yourself. smile. Probably don't go see this other one unless you're like interested. And in so this what? next one, like, was the one that I was talking about that I gave a six out of ten, and um, <laughs> I yeah, like, if we went and saw, don't worry, darling. All right. We, I think we talked about this. We we it, we actually did go see it. We actually did go see it. Yeah, and. So, uh, I, we we went and saw that and that was fucking the best word that i could say is interesting you know what did i mean you, didn't you say that olivia wilde just watched the matrix once while tripping ass yeah that's <laughs> what i said i said a lot of this so so like olivia this movie is like it's like seltzer you know what i mean like it was in the same room as a soda and it kind of tastes like it but it's not that's not you know what i mean it, that's how i feel about this movie it was in the same room as a sci-fi horror, but it didn't get the flavor quite there's right. There's some cinematography that's really good in this No, 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 no. Like, I am just completely knocking the story right now. I'm not talking oh, about yeah. her direction, story, her, her directive abilities, because I enjoyed the way that it was portrayed. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Like it, it had a lot of uh, it had a lot of lens flare. It felt very Michael Bay y and that and that without the filter, <laughs> without the filter, the Transformers filter. You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, like uh, just it, they, there was a lot of facial close up shots. There was like several sex scenes within the first like 30 minutes the of the film, really, and they were really gratuitous. Like yeah, the the story really just kind of like threw itself at the wall. Um, just kind of like I was expecting it to go like one way and then it and went it the didn't. way that I called at the beginning like whenever she she saw the thing that caused her to do the thing I so like I'm not I'm leaving out information obviously you know what I mean but you know what I'm talking about I just so, wish it didn't go that direct if you want to go that direction I literally called it though I, I said oh my god it's like this movie that Brian and I just watched the other day and with the with the with the We'll go with the word shimmer. The shimmer. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting is the best way to put it. It's nothing groundbreaking. You know what? what and I think Harry Styles did a good job. Mm -hmm. Genuinely. Like, and I think Florence Pugh also did a good job. Florence Pugh did a good job. Everybody did a good job in the film. Especially like, especially with Harry Styles character at the end. Um, like, he went all <laughs> gangly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was like, he he seen it was like a it was like a like it, it face off. A, was, you know what I mean? Was I was just like, oh shit. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and I called it. I called that too. I called it too. I know. I just it. I, I hate I that I called it though. Like I hate when I call things at the beginning and I'm like, oh fuck! I can't believe I fucking said that in the first five minutes of the film, and I did. Like. It was just, it was, it was just a pure more. guess. Pure guess. I wish there was more to it, like, to the yeah, story. Of, yeah, like, I, why. That, that's why I give it the score that I give it, because 
I think it could have been bumped up to a better score had they completed the rest of the information that they had left out from the first half of the film. Mm -hmm. So, like, and, you know, the pacing... The pacing... Um, the, the pacing is something else, and I think the the first thirty minutes are to set up a relationship that you already know about, and you don't need to see any more about the relationship. But <laughs> I you're mean, just by the, throwing it at you, right? By the third time, you're like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Do you guys do anything else? Like, <laughs> like victory. victory? But anyway, go, go, don't don't listen to us. Develop your own opinions. Thank you very much. Um, and go, go see this movie because it is watchable don't get me wrong like it watchable, is watchable but... it's just like you're sitting there with like a giant question mark over your head for like 90 percent of the movie you can make up your own assumptions of what you want it's just this one fell flat that's what we'll say it just like, fell like i said it's like the seltzer of a movie that it was supposed to be <laughs> That, now you know what I'm saying. So uh -huh. like, it's just I was I was trying to make I was trying to make a a good metaphor, but it I hope a good I hope that people understand what I'm trying. It's to when say. you leave a soda open for like two hours and it just becomes a flat and it's just syrup. flat drink, flat warm yeah. syrup, flat warm. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. Don't worry, syrup. Goddamn. Yeah. But uh, next up, we Just I I kind of I kind of forced you to watch this next one. This one wasn't um, as bad, but I feel like there could have been room for improvement. There could have been room for improvement, definitely. But what do you expect on an adaptation? You know what I mean of a series to movie. It's like if it goes from one way to the other way, that's pretty cool. But like, what are you expecting when it's a fucking series that is a weekly series? You understand what I mean? So like. They're trying to include some lore, and he has to make up his own episode. This was like an extended episode with an introduction of who they were at the beginning. So yeah. technically, it was like two episodes put together, if you understand. And it makes sense by the way that he kind of set it up at the end by including the theme song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what you would say about that. I personally would watch a second one of these. I don't understand. Well, I I understand why the people were so upset. And uh, people are upset about the saturation of the film, uh, the the way that it's like too close to the to, of an homage. You know what I mean? Especially with some of the cuts, like the the uh, you know fade fade into uh, the the next screen with like a bat or a star or it flying around in a circle. You understand what I'm talking about? Like the the transitions. The transitions were uh, really classic. When it comes to like a, a kind of sitcom, which is what it was, it's a monster sitcom, yeah, and I did I did laugh out loud a couple of times, and it like, had some. It, see, this is what I'll say. It had more. Oh my fucking god! Why didn't we put humor. the bear? The bear. The bear, bear movie. The bear. Oh, Paddington. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh. We forgot about that. So, oh, uh, we'll talk about that one soon. Midnight but, uh, decisions. Because Paddington is pa Paddington is a is a is a treasure of dude of, horror of mystery. It's a horror. genre bending mm -hmm. horror film. I have to take it. There we go. Um, no, the monsters with Rob, by Rob Zombie. It. I think that there could have been more that they could have uh, done with it. Uh, in 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 size of story, I I think they 
they stretched some scenes out a little too long, but that's just me. Uh, there's some jokes that were really good because it had that absurdist humor behind it. It had the absurdist humor, definitely. And it had a lot of adult humor, you know what I mean? Mm. Which was fantastic. Like, everybody was complaining. Everybody was complaining that it wasn't Rob Zombie enough. And I'm like, this is as Rob Zombie as a PG film is going to get, dude. Like, and it was still good. I thought it was a good job. I think he could have done also a cut that's rated R. That would have been a funny cut to to see as well. A rated R cut of the monsters. (laughs) Herman's like, ho, 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 fuck. Just uh-huh. like all of a sudden you're like. Oh, yeah, fuck. it takes you out of it. Yeah. Um, but I I think there's de- there's def- if they make a second one, they make a second one, which I'll watch. I would uh, watch a second one. So yeah, that that's about where I'm at for that. And but uh, after I think it was after we finished this, after we finished like, the monsters, and because we watched like, it in two was, parts, we watched it in two parts like it. Like, we watched the first hour in, like, 15, and then you left, and then you came back the next day, and we finished the last, like, you know, 30, 25, 30, and we watched yeah. it in two fucking parts, and then we made a midnight decision to watch was, Paddington, and he's we, like, you know what, I'll stay if we watch Paddington, I'm like, I didn't I know it was watched. on here, and you stayed, and we watched Paddington, and it was the scariest fucking film, I think. It, is it, it was the scariest film of... What, when did that come out? 2014? 2014. Uh, it was the this, scariest this, film of 2014. This film hands down. did really well, and I understand why. It has 97% of Ron Tomatoes. I understand why it did. They have a sequel, too, that we'll probably watch at some point. Um, that's on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> this film had a lot of absurdist ideas just ingrained into it, but like they really took... A lot of those ideas, like ex- to the extreme, even though for a children's film, um, the hard Padding- glare. Paddington is Paddington's a scary motherfucker. He's Dude, like it was scary as fuck. Man. Do you remember, like, right at the beginning when the bears started talking, and me and you just like audibly went, oh, like because it was so fucking unsettling. The the, the, the I was like, is, it's dawn of the planet of the bears. Like, the what the is fuck that, is this? Uh, this this geologist found bears in the jungle that were very highly into it was a new species they were very highly intelligent uh had oh my a God. good Do you sense of the learning and they love marmalade and then he taught these bears to speak you remember and the then, country bears what the yeah movie. i know the country bears oh my so this is like in the same universe as that this right? is the same universe as country bears except <laughs> with more realistic cousins. bears they're just their cousins uh yogi bears in there as well um <laughs> dabba doo but oh there's God. there's some crazy stuff. There's one scene I had to show Jasmine this scene because she she wasn't she like it was we were I was, was doing really the dishes late. and I it was really and late. I and I cleaned some strawberries so that we could have a snack. And that's what that's whenever you like rewound that's it and made me scene. fucking watch it. Are you talking about the uncanny eating? Uncanny eating. He he got on a table and started just devouring everything. He but like ugly Sonic so. style. Like it was, yeah. Like, and then at one point he got in an elevator and he was just like, "It's called the hard stare," and he like started fucking staring at him and his eyes got fucking huge and it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it, like it, like legit, like made my heart beat faster. Like, and and I was sitting there, I was like, I'm getting anxiety like watching this right now, dude. Like, it's just, it's not good, man. This I can understand why it's a really good children's film, 
just what like there's a lot of i wish i was a child and i was more ignorant than i am now (laughs) because i feel like i would have enjoyed the film more and been less afraid of it but uh no this was definitely like dawn of the planet of the bears like and then you got paddington 2 that came out and then they're making the third one imagine the cops like just trying to take out a bear that's like mauling their 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 (laughs) fucking SWAT team paddington 2 did way better than the first one it's under 99 percent so we have we, we we it's it's destined it's fate that we watch <laughs> uh oh yeah you always got to have a marmalade sandwich in your hat just remember yeah always. like marmalade sandwich in your hat make sure there's no ants thank you the uh, pigeons will save you you'll understand pigeon. uh so i have a couple games that i played these are both i think by the same developer um called tiny build uh tiny build made what games that they made there's a few there's slash games that they made and stuff like that but one of the games is called spider heck this is or spider hell but they call it spider heck man it's a co-op brawler where you play as a spider that can crawl around any direction but can also wield lightsabers guns blasters rocket launchers other stuff like that so you fu- you, you kill other spiders or their players online with weapons Right. So, yeah, and you can swing around the, the the map and stuff like that. So it's really fun. Uh, it's a very very fun party game, it, and it's free on Game Pass. So that that if you have that, then, yeah. <laughs> Another game by Tiny uh, Tiny Build is a game called Tinykin, uh, which I played all the way through in like the span of like ten hours. It's a short game, but it's like really fun. It's you know what Pinkman is. Like Pinkman the game at all? Jesse. That... <laughs> so there's a game from uh, Nintendo like back in early early 2000s called Pinkman, where you were a space astronaut that would collect these little guys called Pinkman, and you you would use them to solve puzzles and stuff like that. This is kind of the same style, except it's 2D. Uh, you are a tiny person in a very tiny house, helping uh, bugs out with different like puzzles and stuff like that, and you get these little what they're called tiny kin uh and they are they're like tiny dudes and they all have different abilities and stuff like that so right uh it's a puzzle game and i found it very cute and uh i honestly if you wanted to kill like five hours like i did and that's not five hours kill like 10 hours total playing the game and i it's really easy to get all the achievements and stuff like that so oh yeah that's what yeah but uh it was it was a good it was a good time um playing it it was really cute story was nice too but yeah my last recommendation is something i've probably recommended before but haven't talked about it in a while a while probably like a couple years because that's when the game came out and now it is in season five which is a super animal royale which is a top down battle royale a game that you play as animals killing each other not gore horrifically but uh still pretty pretty gnarly they're on season five they have battle passes it's a free game like literally you don't have to have game cast it's free on every platform is the thing the, the only way they make money is through the cosmetics that they sell um and that's the same thing with their battle passes which are like five dollars so and right. it, and you can just play and you get a bunch of cosmetics right now they released uh season five which is all about fashion 
and stuff like that. Uh, and they release new animals like almost every season. So this season is a peacock. They release some peacocks, which you can get. And they have different colors and all that stuff. And that's not, and that's with all the animals and whatnot. Oh my god! So it's literally Warzone, but with with tiny little animals. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking at the video right now because I don't remember. It's it's very it's very fun. Uh, it's, it's it's like it's really it's it's it gets me in the it gets me going like whenever it's a really easy battle royale game that I can play without it being like too stressful. Right. Um. So, well, I think it's it's, it's it's if you really are looking for look something new, I guess in that realm of multiplayer online modes and stuff like that you can play it oh by the way all other season passes are uh archived so you can literally buy them whenever you want and you can do them like anytime so oh that's pretty cool yeah can so, you do them but, concurrently yeah you can do two at once so the one that is currently happening or and one that you have archived or like have activated and stuff like that you can do them concurrently so that's pretty cool works up. Yep. Um, plus, you also do get free stuff, even if you don't buy the uh, battle pass. It's just you don't get all the cosmetics that come with it and whatnot. And right. there's only like 50 uh, levels, so not even that much. Right. Yeah. It's a fun. It's it's fun. Just good good fun is essentially. And like I said, it's free, so you don't even need to buy the battle passes. That's just how you get cosmetics and stuff like that. Right. So. That's nice. Yeah. Anyways. We have news, some sad news. We to have start sad out. news, yeah. Because someone has finally joined the gangsta's paradise. Yeah, uh, and uh, we just need to mention and uh, throw a little reverence out there for the rapper Julio. What? R.I.G.P. Rest in gangsta's paradise. Oh my god. <laughs> but yes, Julio died. He was only forty-nine. Or, excuse me, 59. 59. Uh, yeah, and uh, mm -hmm. he had passed away suddenly while visiting a friend. Uh, the official sure. cause of death is yet to be confirmed. But I guess they just came back out and he was dead. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a murder, though. So, like, I get, maybe his ticker just stopped or he had a stroke or something like that. You Probably know what I mean? Was, like, I don't know exactly. Like, I haven't heard of Coolio in a long time. So Yeah, well, if you, you know the song Gangster's Paradise. That's that's pretty much the only reason why I know of him is because. Oh no, he was on the intro of all that. Oh yeah, see so now he was in the he that. was in the globe. He was uh uh. There's a bunch of stuff that he's based on, like. Yeah, but the song did come out in 1995. So those um, honors, I, I don't want to read this out loud. It's just as he was unresponsive on the bathroom floor. It says uh, he has appeared to have suffered a cardiac arrest or heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah heart attack. Yeah, so that sucks. It does, but like I said, <clears throat> R.I.G.P. It's just, I, I'm pretty sure he would be cool with me saying that. Yeah, R.I.G.P. Bro. Honestly, yeah, seriously. But I mean, just another another person from uh, childhood, I, I guess. I guess childhood or nostalgia uh, from what they produced and whatnot that has passed off. So it happens more often now that we're getting older and stuff. So, right. Uh, I know, and that nuts. Uh, I hate that. But um, speaking of nuts, we're going to move right into <laughs> Christian Bale. Like, I, Christian. you know what? Like, I can't tell if I like him or not. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would like him and that he only like freaks out for like certain reasons. 
You know what I mean? I don't know him I feel personally. Like he's a very tense guy. Yeah, like, yeah, you tense. know what I mean. But I feel like he he could be friendly if he wanted to. Oh, for sure, for sure. You for know, sure. but uh, apparently Christian Bale has always wanted to be in Star Wars, and I found that like really cool. And mm. uh, he he was like even even if it meant him being a uh, regular stormtrooper. So during an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, he he had he had a very specific role in mind. He said, "All I ever wanted in Star Wars was to be in a Star Wars outfit and hit my head on a door or something as I walked through." <laughs> uh, the real nerds who watch Star Wars way too many times always knew about that one scene where the stormtrooper hits his head on the door as he comes yeah. through. I wanted to be that guy. That was it. So like it's it's nice to know that he has a really really good uh, cameo him in uh, Mandalorian season three as just a stormtrooper that actually hits his head on the door. Yeah, and he and said, "But look, if I'm fortunate enough to be more than that, oh man, yeah." He said, "Cause he really wants to be in Star Wars." He said, "Even if he's just a stormtrooper and has to hit his head on so- something, you know what I mean? He wants to be in Star Wars before he." Before he goes essentially uh but he said uh what a delight that would be i've still got the figures from when i was little i also know kathy kennedy very well because she was working with spielberg when i did empire of the sun and now she runs the star wars universe so mm, kathy okay. kathy we got we got mans over here you know what i mean like he was already in the disney business come on it, it's it's just a hop skip and a jump across the pond find a space for him there's even plenty if, even of if it's space small. in star wars Make him, make him. A, <laughs> uh, make him I feel so cheesy for saying that. I said there's plenty of space in Star Wars. I know. They can make, they can make him a hut. <laughs> uh, no, can they put him in a string bikini though? Uh, he would be the slave. Yeah, that's okay. Shit. <laughs> Uh, oh man. Okay, God, yeah. so we're still in Disney Realm, and we have some some a bunch of not a bunch, but some These Marvel nuts. news. Marvel Marvel news. Um, Marvel Marvel. Marvel Marvel news. Um, so Armor Wars, which was originally supposed to be a series, it was the series of. Um, I'm happy it's not a series. I'm tired of. Why? Watching. Why can I not remember his name? Rody? Don Cheadle. Rody? No, no, well, yeah, Warhammer. Don Cheadle. I don't remember his last name. War Machine. War Machine. I know that. The cripple. No, his name is Colonel James Rhodey. Colonel James Rhodey. That's what it is. I could. Rhodey Rhodes. Colonel James Rhodes. I thought his first name was Rhodey, but I was wrong. No, no. His last name is Rhodes, but his nickname is Rhodey. So, like, Colonel James Rhodes is Rhodey. There we go. So, yeah, there's a series that would be dealing with him in uh, War Machine and uh, the use of, like, the mech suits and stuff like that and it becoming an army this war name. oh my uh, god yeah. so uh that was originally supposed to be a disney plus series but now it's being redeveloped as a feature film which is really cool i'm okay with uh, that. yeah i am so like they i said, said i'm really tired of watching like this she hulk series is really just kind of dragged it out of me when dude, it comes to because so, they were oh, doing really well about, like oh. we we're, we're hearing about 24 episodes of fucking daredevil we're hearing like moon knights coming you know what i mean like just uh it everything was looking up and up and then all of a sudden like and even miss marvel was pretty good and i miss marvel hit more of a a point with me like as an adult female you know what i mean than she hulk did she hulk so episode seven i i can just briefly talk about this this was the therapy episode i thought this one wasn't as bad 
I it, it didn't like really as focus. good as the first episode. Mm, I still had its issues. It mm. just it's it really it felt like a good step in the right direction. They're finally setting up some like feature villain or something like that, even though they only have like two episodes left right. and, and stuff like that. And they, and they had other characters that are actual superheroes and stuff like that, that were in or super villains. Some, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't looked at the backstories, but the therapy episode was a pretty, it actually got some laughs out of me, at least in my opinion, it did. Um, it felt like how most of the show could have been done. Uh, but they really didn't. So, and and that's all I'll pretty much say. I think it was a step in the right direction, but it's still, I can tell there's still issues that need to be fixed. Um, where was I? You know, oh, yeah, at Armor. the bottom of this article, it says, I think a few of these Marvel shows would have benefited from a film instead of a series like She-Hulk. Yeah, They definitely true. could have turned that into a fucking movie. Yeah, so essentially... Armor Wars is getting a story told right in the right way, and the process realized the feature would be better suited for the project uh, because of the new direction the project will be pushed further down the development slate. So, yeah, but they still have everybody being there. So, you got John Cheadle as James Rody Rhodes, aka War Machine, uh, and he will also be in Secret Wars. So, oh, and he'll also, I don't know, I don't think, is he showing up in Wakanda Forever? Mm, I think he's busy. Well, I know Riri is. Riri is the one who's, ta- who's Ironheart, who will have her own series as well. Rihanna uh, is Iron... No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they got Rihanna as Ironheart. That's what you said Riri, that. that's what I call her. I, I call her name is Riri. Riri Williams. She's the one that takes over at the Iron Man mantle. Essentially. The Iron the Mantle. So, Jesus. It's not All the right. Iron Man mantle. It's the Iron Mantle. It's the Iron Mantle, yes. Uh... We are on to Blade, which is not looking too good. Blade. Um, so Blade has been going through some issues. Uh, the after like two months before production was supposed to start, the director, uh, Basan Tariq, has ex- exited the project. Uh, and that's a bad. That's a bad look. Uh, Marsha Ali look. came out and said that the script is kind of a mess at the moment. There's only two action sequences, and they're not even that good to him. Uh. <laughs> And now, the script is getting a complete rewrite by the Moon Knight writer after the director exits. Solid. So, I mean, Solid. that's that's good. At least they're giving Solid. it to a person that at least I, I, I think will be doing good. I don't know who is going to be directing at the moment because... Cause it, well, it's a, it said that he got moved up as executive pro- uh, producer for the project, but there's no director still. Okay. Um, I just hope that they make it so that there's more action, at least in the film and stuff like that. And Two action had... sequences for Blade. Like, what the it's fuck? Like, yeah, like... so I'm not, I'm not seeing, I just hope that it does well because there's, I don't know when this is supposed to release, but I know it's supposed to release during phase five, if I recall. So, yeah. I watched The Place Beyond the Pines and I forgot Marshall mm-hmm. Ali was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, and now we're on to our final Marvel news, and it does kind of tie in maybe with Blade, maybe not. We don't know yet. I'm but actually char- really, really excited about this. The uh, character itself does tie in Blade, but we don't know if the MCU version is going to. Um, but Werewolf by Nights, which is, is like the most ambitious project that Marvel has put out for quite a while. Um, and it, it's because it's very different than other stuff that they put out. I think it's going to be in full black and white. 
if it is, that's cool. Like, I'm all for it. I know not everybody's going to be into it, but, like, I don't care. It's different. I hope it's that they some... film it, like, Sin, Sin City. <laughs> yeah. That'd be tight. But anyway, uh, Werewolf by Night is already an unusual project for Marvel because it, uh, you know, it's it, it distinguishes itself from the rest of the MCU by the inclusion of something that we haven't seen in previous shows and movies, like, and that is Blood and Gore. So yeah. apparently uh, it's, uh, and it, not apparently, it's an adaptation. It is an ad- adaptation of the, the comic book, but it takes on uh, monster movie style uh, with bloody violence uh, of the genre being added in a plenty. So I don't I know wanted... if it's going to be in black and white. Uh, I, I hope that it's not, if you want my honest opinion, because I find things that are colorful more attractive to look at. But I get why he would want to do that. You know what I mean? Especially during Halloween time. Mm. Um, so the director's interest in adding more gore became apparent to the crew. It seems the big joke on set became uh, what they would be like. Uh, All right, Michael, how is this? Is this good? I'd be like, and, he, and it says that he grimaced. And he said, I would start to say something and they go, let me guess, more blood. You want more blood, right? <laughs> That sounds like me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be like, more blood. No, just more blood. Buckets. Put paint and just dump it. Dump I it. want to recreate that thing. scene from The Shining. Yes. <laughs> more blood. Like, <laughs> 10 times over, though. Oh. You got to have a tidal wave. So, you want Evil Dead 2013 Blood Rain? Uh, twice the size. Uh, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> you, you, at, you just keep going. <laughs> I was looking at uh, Werewolf by Night and what the score is. The Rotten Tomatoes has already come out this comes out this friday by the way um it already has 100 percent. okay so it says he added to the key was that the movie's look naturally takes away some of the impact of gore uh because being in black and white didn't hurt us either so it is fully in black and white um he, there's a there's come there's a lot of good stuff that you can do with black and white films there's yeah. a lot of good stuff that you can do it makes everything it makes things a lot more dramatic in my opinion because the contrast is much more d- defining yeah what's his face re- had a whole re reshoot of or, or a re-release of black and white justice league mm-hmm. not jo- uh, not justice league justice the- league yeah it does change the tone same thing with the lighthouse that's a robert eggers film uh, that one is all shot in black and white, and that one, same with the ratio, is, is much more different. It's like old-style ratio, and that one, definitely, without the black and white, it would not be as impact as impactful. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see, because this comes out this Friday. Literally this Friday. Yes, October 7th. So, it's, uh, it's a themed special presentation, and it says it's invoking the classic Grindhouse movies. At the first trailer, showing some of the plot, a little bit of the plot. The cast is shown in a spooky mansion with a monster raging in a cage while surrounded by soldiers, as well as quick-cut horror movie-style shots. The last shot is of a werewolf played by Gail Garcia Bernal uh, attacking Laura Donnelly, who will play Elsa Bloodstone. It'll be out October 7th, a.k.a. Friday, and I am actually... Long. How long? 53 minutes. Okay, yeah, it's it's not even movie status, so... Mm-hmm yeah so but still it's really cool um this is another really cool thing since i was talking about robert eggers earlier and we're still in that horror genre since it is classic halloween time uh it's the spooky season um robert eggers is actually moving forward with the nosferatu remake 
Uh, he cast Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp, which he's worked with, I think, before. I might be wrong on that. Um, but essentially, Did he didn't... Did you that thing in about Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman? You mean the the, the Deadpool word thing? Yeah. We talked about that last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit. I'm yeah. lost, bro. <laughs> so, um, this, is, this is different. So, Harry Styles was originally supposed to be playing... I guess it knows Rat too, I, I guess, but that dropped out. And then Robert was like, I don't know if this is all going to come through, but luckily it did because now Bill Skarsgård is played to, is attached to place uh, knows which I can, uh, I can it see barbarian Bar- dude in barbarian. He wasn't even that scary, but like I, and in his roles and other things like Hemlock Grove, um and pennywise and from it and stuff like that those are those are very intense scenes is film scenes and stuff like he is good acting uh for like scary shit well yeah so, the whole family is fucking good at acting do you know how many scars guards that there are in that actual family have you looked up the scars guard family tree because there's at them. least there's like what there's seven of them at least yeah yeah i was gonna say there was at least four who were extremely popular I can just type it in and then get the actual name. I know there's Alex Skarsgård, there's Selen Skarsgård, which is the father, uh, and then you got, oh man, all right, hold uh-huh. on. I was Who just is, gonna mention before go. that Alexander we're really popular. Bill, my Gustav, Walter, and uh, Elja are all, and they're all actors and actresses, at least I think. And then you got Stellan, who's the father of them all. Right, um, yeah. So, so, like, right off the bat, you just think about Stellan, Bill, and Alex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because all three of them are, you know, all fantastic uh, actors. And then there was one more that was... Uh... There's Gustav, who's an actor. Who, yes, he's also very prominent. Yes. He mostly does... I think he does... Uh, stuff on uh in danish and swedish swedish tv yeah yeah but anyways so yeah so uh nosferatu is happening uh woodley rose depp is going to be playing the co-star which i'm pretty sure is the one that nosferatu was stalking right uh which is really cool anya taylor joy was originally supposed to be in it but she had a ballot due to scheduling conflicts because she is very popular right now like are you kidding me there's like she's she's very popular i'll just say that um so yeah no it's gonna be it looks really it's gonna i think it's gonna be an interesting take it's gonna be much more horrific at least because robert eggers has made some intense stuff like the northman the northman yes is very intense but awesome yeah Um, the northman was really good i'm happy i went and saw that one in the theaters it was quite the experience yeah so that that's like one of his good ones same with the lighthouse same with uh, the witch or the bitch uh, he did that too uh yeah so he's done some good stuff but we're still in horror we're still in possible we're still sequels. in spooky vibes all right we're bringing we're this reeling is... in the spooky vibes for you guys and this is something i was not expecting do you know what trick-or-treat is the yes movie? yes with, with little sam and whatnot yeah so they're making a sequel that has been in very active development <laughs> at least it's been told that uh, is... which is that's crazy like to me. you telling me that they're going to make another Leprechaun movie. Uh, Leprechaun in space. I think that uh, already exists, bro. Seriously. Don't tell me it does. Uh, Leprechaun in the holler in the middle of Earth. There you go. That's a better one. Um, hollow Earth. But yeah, yeah, Hollow Earth Leprechaun. Uh, so 
hopefully this time this movie actually gets the green light because originally it was greenlit back in 2013 but then it was never made um but now it is finally coming together uh the director michael daughtry who is the guy who did the first one um i think he did the first one let's just look him up real quick hopefully he's not the lead singer of daughtry <clears throat> but no chris daughtry is the the lead singer of and Michael Daughtry, yes, he did. He did Trick or Treat. He did Godzilla Two, uh, King of the Monsters. He also did Krampus, which I didn't hate. That, that's such a weird one that I did not hate. You've have you ever seen the movie Krampus? Yes, Krampus. The yeah, Demon Man. that one I didn't hate as much. It, it definitely wasn't the best, but like it was much. I didn't hate it. So I love. Those. Uh, so this person did a, a review a year ago for or, uh, for Trick or Treat, and his name is Oscar. He gave it four stars. He said, mm-hmm. I watched this movie yesterday at midnight at my friend's neighbor's house during the first annual COVID-19 potluck get-together. I okay. thought the movie was mildly spicy. Not necessarily something that has you running to the fridge for some milk, but like an ooh-ah feeling. Definitely put the little ones to bed first as they may get a little spooked, but your older ones and your spouse on the couch, shut the lights out and grab a bag of yummy popcorn or some almonds, maybe even a handful or two of some candy corn. And then in parentheses, in all capitals, it says, I do not like candy corns, but it is a good ambient snack that goes with the Halloween vibe of the movie. (laughs) Dude, this person, (laughs) like, no, I'm not going to read the rest of this, but this is like the same vibe, but for like... Yeah, like two more paragraphs. Oh my god! I know. Uh, I and I and I clicked helpful on their feedback, like so because I like that. This so the director really is like honing in on the different types of monsters. He's gonna add the different type of archetypes that he have for the characters. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna work on a whole slew of different creatures out there that they have not tackled. So, and Sam would probably be pretty good buddies with them. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so uh, another mention is uh, guys go see Terrifier 2 while it's in the theaters. It's only in the theaters for um, the 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, really? at, at Marcus Theaters, anyways. Uh, some theaters are only doing one showing on the 7th. Dang. But yeah, it's only out for one weekend at Marcus Theaters. But so, like I said, you have to check your local show times. But the indie the... movie grind set is real. What? The indie movie grind set is real. <laughs> on here on it, here on here but yeah so that's that's happening we get some more horror news still though like, i know this is that's the... what i'm saying like yeah, well i don't know you could call the the next one after that a horror thing too but uh anyway uh shutter's horror anthology creep show which is actually had a resurgence on shutter and i actually showed you a couple episodes if i'm not mistaken like i forced yeah. you to watch a couple of the episodes and they're pretty fucking funny like it's a it's a it's a good uh homage to the original and it expands upon that content with new content from uh derived from their comic books so like all all the stuff that you see on there is already stories that are done like ahead of time and they're just choosing ones uh that they want to want to film out of years and years and years and years of comic book content and i really enjoy that because like uh episode to episode has different uh different people did i show you that one with the with the fucking snake lizard things that like help that like sucked the fat off of people's bodies but like injected eggs into them and then all of a sudden like there was an eclipse and then everybody started exploding and dying and 
It was fucking crazy. But anyway, <clears throat> the the show is going to become a game. Uh, according to Variety, the Shutter exclusive TV series is being adapted into a collaboration between Dread XP and developer Darkstone Digital, headed for a 2024 launch. Um, the show is based on George A. Romero's 1982 film, and it's reported that the game will follow Creepshow's anthology format, setting uh, setting up the ability to tell multiple self-contained horror stories using different kinds of gameplay styles and tones. So it's probably going to be a chapter-style style game, you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, going through one story, going through another story, going through another story. But maybe having an overarching story outside of you going through those stories, if you understand. Like, yeah. as if those stories were levels. But um, that's just my guess anyway. Uh, as for where you'll be able to play it, uh, Cartel Entertainment will help bring the game to multiple platforms, but that's literally all that we're getting right now. Quote, unquote, multiple platforms. So uh, we'll, we'll see what it ends up being like. Uh, but uh, it's probably a smart move to make it an episodic format like Tales from the Borderlands and the like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Jeez. Oh, yeah, so uh, if you're looking for a good dark comedy, definitely check out Creepshow. Uh, but next up we have Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. This announced. is exciting, but also worrying. I only mentioned Planet of the Apes like three times, except I kept saying Planet of the Bears. The dawn of the Planet of the Bears. But anyway, uh, a new Planet of the Apes film is on the way. It's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. The upcoming. If you don't know, I'm just going to butt in my favorite. Uh, this is a really good series. At least the new modern ones are extremely well done. Yeah, if we can um, get rid like of this, the, this, the abuser. The second one is like, <laughs> even so, he's only in the first one. Well, I uh, know. I'm. I was saying I would like it more if we could get rid of the abuser. I'm not saying that it's a bad series as a whole because it's not. Like it's, it's very really, interesting really series. It's and, kind of scary. Like I said, this is like one of those things that's just like, oh, this is just real enough to where it could like classify as a horror. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know? Uh, they remade the Planet of the Apes. They made three of them, which the second one is by far the best of the three. And I did not know they were making a fourth one because this came out of nowhere. They have the, they do have the guy who is working on the series, who's worked on the series before, coming back to help. The, Why hasn't uh, Gary Oldman got an award yet? Is he? Uh, I don't know. I'm That's pretty sure just... he doesn't have an Oscar. Like how long <laughs> Leo had to wait for an Oscar? Like Gary Oldman's been waiting longer than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. But yeah, so like this, I look forward to this because this is essentially just going to be the aftermath where the, the apes have finally taken over and now humans are little to nothing on this planet. So like I look, I look forward to it. It's going to be interesting. At the same time, uh, the guy who played the original monkey Caesar, uh, Andy Serkis is not going to be there because... I, I guess I can talk about spoiler alert for the third trip, the, the end of the third movie, but Caesar dies, so. Um, what? Oh my god. How dare uh, you fucking tell oh. me that, dude? Like, how dare you? But yeah, no, he's not coming back, but they're working with somebody new, so we'll get a new monkey, monkey man. Um, Did you see the but... one with Mark Wahlberg? What? No. Stop. <laughs> <sighs> It starts talking in a Boston accent, and it's just the only one that does. Everybody else is speaking actually like they do from Planet of the Apes, except him. He's the only one that doesn't. Oh my fucking god. 
he wasn't he was in the he was in the remake remake that I think JJ Abrams did. I cannot remember who did that one. I don't know. I but feel something... like Lawrence Fishburne was in that movie too. I could be wrong though. He was in uh the one Predators film. Um it was the Planet of the Apes from 2001. That's what it is. It had Mark Wahlberg. It was directed by Tim Burton. That's right. Yeah. So the first Tim... Rise of the Planet of the Apes has an 82%. Uh Dawn of the Planet of the Apes has a 92 uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes has a 92%. That's the one. And yeah. uh wh- uh what was it called? War of the Planet, War of, the Planet of the Apes had a yeah. 94%. Yeah, but I personally like Dawn because, like, that's, like, the integral part where the apes and the humans are finally at war with each other. I mean, like, the the, the, the first one was the start of the, the insurrection of the apes. The the sequel is the, the middle part where the, the monkey, the, the apes and the humans are finally at war with each other and they've been at war for a while and they're still trying. And then the last one is the where the apes have taken over, but humans are still in small settlements and they're being picked off one by one. So... Yeah, and now we're into the fourth one, which will be literally humans are basically almost like entirely extinct. Apes have finally taken over. So. Steve Zahn, bad ape. <laughs> uh, but I, it literally I, I, says I, that if you type in war for the planet of the apes, Steve Zahn is listed under bad ape. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to war of the planet of the bears. War of um, the planet of the kingdom of the ape bears. Bears. Kingdom of the Ape Bears. Bapes. Kingdom of the Ape Bears. The Bapes. Dawn of the War of the... Caesar Salad of the... <laughs> Caesar Salad of the Apes. There you go. Too much. I, but, um, yeah, I anyway. had to type it out. Oh, you were typing it? I was typing it into the, into the title. Uh, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, literally, this comes out, it says 2024, which I look for. I, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of these films because these are like reimaginings of classic sci fi films to me. Uh, and I, I, it's it's an interesting concept. It is a very interesting concept. And I, I really do enjoy it. So, yeah. But so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe they're doing another trilogy of these movies because there is like seven of them from the original series. Um. So <laughs> let's yeah. not let's not go with seven. I know. I'm Until not saying they're there. going to. But I'm just Until saying we they, get there, bro. There. I I think it it could turn good. Um. This one I'm not entirely sure though. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Because of how many remakes there have already been. There's another American Pie movie reportedly offering it's a fresh a take movie. on the series. It's a series this time. It's a series. It's a seasonal series. What? No, it's a new American Pie movie based on the series of American Pie movies. Oh, um, okay. I thought you meant they were making a series of. No. Anyways, new American Pie. New is American away, Pie. Modernized. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know about that, but it's coming from the works from writer Sujata Day, and will apparently offer a fresh take on the long-running series. So, um, it's based on Day's original pitch. Day is an actor, model, and screenwriter. And is perhaps best known for the role of Sarah in the comedy drama series Insecure, as well as the role of Cece on the web series The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Yeah. But um, the original American Pie came out in 1999 uh, with Jason Biggs as Jim, you know, and he fucked a pie, we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the original American contains plot. American Pie contains plot lines that would be considered problematic today, you know? <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> he, slightly yeah. problematic. Uh, it wouldn't get made now, and it couldn't get made now. It would be unacceptable because, like, it's it's anti-feminist, it's I guess. It's raunchy sex. No, it's uh, very like... anti-feminist, though. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like fuck these girls. Uh, uh, women be shopping. You know what I mean? I'm like, women be shopping. Uh, anyway. Huh, I'm excited to see where this goes, honestly, uh, because I haven't seen, uh, fucking, what, there was one, I, one I owned Bandcamp, and then I saw The Naked Mile, and I think The Naked Mile was the last one that I saw. The last one I saw was The American Reunion, which was the last of the main series. Oh, yeah, no, I did, I did see American Reunion. I watched that one. Yep, I saw that one, too. But uh, that one's canon to, like, the original couple, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. with Jason Biggs' character. Whereas yep. the other ones are just kind of spin-offs with the title. Completely spin-offs, dude. There's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, you know what? I mean, if they're going to make it, they're going to make it. So. Yep. Uh, and that's exactly how I feel about this next article, which is our last article before the break. And so... I don't know. I don't know. Have and you I am, at the poster? I'm scared. Have you looked at the poster? There's a poster on the on the article itself. Yeah, There's yeah. Something. I looked at it with his face like turned the other way. You know what I mean? And they kinda like you could tell it's an illumination film just by the way that the animation is. You know what I it mean? It does, but it looks it, it very kinda off- looks like it kinda looks like the way that Sonic was built. It looks very authentic. I have no issue with that. I just Yeah, so you turn him to- turn him around and he looks like a crackhead or something like that. They did ugly yeah. Mario. The poster is for is for the Super Mario Bros. film, done by Illumination Nintendo, that is coming out. By the way, Nintendo I'm not even concerned now... about how he looks. I'm concerned about how he sounds. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am. I've been concerned about this for a while. It is now official that the trailer is going to drop to us tomorrow on October 4th. But if you're listening to it today, it's probably out today. Um, we're going to see what people think. <laughs> I, I I have no... This is, like, such a gamble. It really is such a gamble. Because the cast itself is so wild that they did it. Um, and I don't know how these... It's almost these as characters... wild as having Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Oh, man. But that, that worked for that film. <laughs> it it made sense. Film. It was really this good one, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's... Nintendo is also making their own picture, uh, movie studio called Nintendo Pictures um that's something that's also happening but like yeah this is literally the the trailer is coming out tomorrow from us from our perspective and you best know that i will definitely talk about it on the next podcast because like for sure dude there is the i don't see this i do not for some reason i do not see this being a good faithful adaptation i see something with the the dialogue and the story being really off and them trying to shoehorn cringy t- jokes into it. I can see them absolutely doing that. And I don't know. I have no idea. It does say that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, who is the literal guy uh, who cre- helped develop Mario and everything about the world, he is a producer on the Illumination film. So right. I have some hope there that he is like, okay, this doesn't work. This does. This, like, that, that, that. So, but... It all depends on how that trailer looks. It really depends on how that trailer looks. And so it doesn't give me a date, but for some reason, these articles never give me a date on when these movies are coming out. But they, it does have a release date, uh, which I'm just going to type in because it's just 
for like 2023. Um, God, come on. Give me the movie, please. Not the 1993 movie. No. <laughs> That's the bad one. There you go. Probably comes out like March 20, April 7th, 2023. There you go. So, yeah. Ugh. This is going to be weird. This is going to be very weird. I don't know. It's just going to be something interesting. But, um, yeah, this is the last uh, topic before the break. When we come back, we get game stuff and social media stuff and some big, big uh, acquisition that just surprisingly happened. And we so, will be back, okay? We will be back. <laughs> See we you guys soon. See you then. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. You are now fully rested. Hello, we are back from break remarkably fast, honestly, because normally we just fuck around for about an hour and then regret it. Um, but here we are. We're back. Zach is here, still alive. Mm-hmm. And I haven't uh, died, which is a good thing. He hasn't died yet. Not so, yet. Yeah. It, might, it might happen in the foreseeable future. No, just... I just pulled off my aglet. Just kidding. Oh, no. Uh, I can't even get it back on there. That's it's karma time. Welcome back to the karma tower. <laughs> the karma podcast. The karma hour. Dude, I can't uh, believe I literally just. Now I have to pull the other one off. The other one came speak, off easily. Speaking of karma, the, Twitter got some karma again. Uh, we we covered this a while ago that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter, but then he backed out. He's buying it now. For real, like he's actually—they're going through the acquisition with it this time. He's yeah, gonna pay like it. he like signed contracts or something like that, and then tried to back out of the contracts. I was like, yeah, I don't necessarily yeah, but, want but that. But now, now, now he's actually going through this. Yeah, total... he's probably going through because it's gonna be cheaper than fucking backing out, dude. At this point, like I'm serious. The total amount that he is—he's signing for is forty-four billion dollars, which is a lot. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, it'll be owned by him. And he will be planning to buy Twitter. I said for fifty-four. He's changing the name to Musker. Muskies, welcome to Muskies. Hello, my fellow Muskies. (laughs) Fifty-four dollars and twenty cents per share is what he's paying. Uh, So yeah, a lot. And he is literally yeah, he's basically just getting on the closing of the transaction. And he is going to be officially owning Twitter, Twitter, which some people are going to be very mad about. you know what? I think it's time that Twitter has some refinement go on. Twitter is a cesspit, honestly, and I don't... I hate Twitter. Like, Here's I deleted it. my Twitter, and I went to go look at a tweet, and they forced me to sign up for Twitter again. Like, and I didn't even do it. Like, for real, my phone, like, auto-logged into Google, and Google was just like, okay, how do you want to set up your account? And I was just like, no, and I exit out of it, and I looked at my email, and they're like, you've set up a new account with Twitter. I was like, no 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 thank you i don't want this you know i should i should actually just go onto that account share one thing and just keep it yeah and that's it i had a i went through my old twitter and i was like so one of these things i probably should not have said oh yeah for sure for sure like i I deleted my old twitter because i was scared of repercussions in the future nothing Like, like 
super dangerous is what I'll say that I said, but there's stuff that I'm just like, why? I was not in a good place and I just tweeted whatever I wanted and I was not, it wasn't smart, but there was one good tweet that I had, which I don't know if I got this from somewhere or if I made it up, but I said, I feel as useless as a white crayon on one of my tweets. Uh, so, I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but I remember that one, that one I would like to keep. And that's the only one that will be on that Twitter ever. And that's it. Nothing else. That's hilarious. Um, But since we're dropping off from Twitter, we're moving on to another Facebook. Well, it's not Facebook anymore. It's now Meta. Meta has something interesting. I did not know about this, and then I saw it. It's also on Twitter. It's called the Make a Video, which is an AI video generation service. Does yeah. that interest you? It makes. I mean, AI it's kind of scary. Videos. It's kind of scary. If you look at some of the videos on the article, it's not. Ugh, some of them are really like unsettling as hell. Especially the first one, which is a bear that's in a uh, teacher's room. I'm not. It's a guy in a suit. He looks very fucked up. <laughs> it's just I I I don't know, man. This is this I could see this going really bad with this. <laughs> uh, the, the, what the like, fuck is wrong gonna, with those horses, dude? People are gonna take this to the extreme. I could definitely see it. Like it's just gonna pop the hell off. Like if you give tools to human, I've learned this recently. Giving tools to humans. A, a, the whole majority of humans, everybody, if you give them free reign to do whatever they want, they're just going to cause chaos. I don't know what it is, but like when somebody causes chaos, then it starts the bandwagon. People just decide, oh, I don't have any repercussions, so I can just continually make whatever I want. Uh, so, yeah, it's just <laughs> not everybody's like this, but I've noticed that it is like kind of like a mass in the herd thing. Like when one person thinks of it, then a few others and then a bunch of people get into it. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I honestly do not know what, what this is going to bring. It's basically AI-generated GIFs. And that scares me. Because people can make some really messed up shit. So, I've seen what the AI-generated pictures. I've seen what the AI-generated pictures. So, yeah. But <laughs> that's what Meta's doing doing right now. They're doing some creepy shit. Speak, but they're not shutting down. Unlike Google, Google's not shutting down, but its its console is after four long years. Um, I don't know how long it's been, four or five long years. I just, uh, I just did a uh, make a video interest submission uh, via the article that you had. Because you have okay. to, because no, the public can't just use it in the same. Oh, I don't know. I I think Dally Two. Like I I had to sign up for that, and I had to wait a few weeks before I was able to be let in. So when like, people are let in, and then they figure out, oh, I can make whatever I want. Mm, their intrusive thoughts come to mind sometimes, yeah. and then they get the best of them. Um, but Stadia, Google's crown winning five six time star. Uh, achievement owning uh, this console system is shutting down after only a few years. Oh no! Oh, we so called this at least at least a year ago. At it was when their games, when their game service was like, yeah, we're not making games anymore. Uh, which their plan was to make games after four years of the console being online. Didn't plan out. Um, it essentially is just saying you won't have to spend 
literally you won't be able to use this it says after uh it says the players will have access to their games library through january 18th 2023 so you can finish any playthroughs second uh customers will be refunded for all hardware purchases of the uh google store as well as all games and add-on content purchases through the studio store so that's a good sign um, it is expected that the majority of refunds will be completed by mid-January 2023. The final piece is very important Stadia news is to note that while Google is shutting down Stadia, uh, the technology will be used for other Google products and will be looking to sell it to others in the industry. So I don't know exactly what's going to be going with that. But not only is Google, like this is this is something big because not only is just Stadia shutting down, there's a bunch of other people that are worried about their game saves. And right, stuff like right. That. There's people who are actively using this as their primary console and they have all these games that they put hundreds of hours into and uh, these companies are replying to them finally. So we have Ubisoft and Bungie in the forefront and of course there's others, but Ubisoft and Bungie are coming out really big and saying uh, things like, uh, while Stadia will shut down January 18, 2023, we're, we're happy to share that we're working to bring games you own on Stadia to PC through Ubisoft Connect. Uh, mm -hmm. Said Ubisoft will have more to share regarding specific titles and details uh, for Ubisoft subscribers at a later date. Um, yeah, like it's absolutely nuts. Um, so but Bungie said we will announce and send out information regarding Destiny 2 Stadia accounts once we have a plan of action. Hitman developer Iowa Interactive is working on a solution. If you play Hitman. Well yeah, yeah, like all these companies at least they're coming together and being like, hey, yeah. Google tried to make Stadia popular. It was just here's my issue with it. It wasn't revolutionary or groundbreaking. Um, and the other thing was that its marketing was so heavy that I felt like it threw people off of it, in my opinion. Like I don't even it, remember seeing a piece of uh, advertising for Stadia. Are you serious? I'm it was all serious. over the place. Like I'm literally like, not, serious not right recently. Now. I know not not, rec not recently, but like I literally do not remember a Stadia. Like there's nothing that sticks out to me. Like Origin PC sticks out more to me than than Stadia. Okay. I just like, remember the ending where it just says Stadia, but it's like like everybody yelling all at once and echoed or something <laughs> like that. Like oh that's that's the only thing that I kind of remember. But like I don't remember the bulk of like what I just remember that portion. But I've seen it so many times that it's just ingrained in my brain. So like, yeah, they had a marketing push there. I know they definitely did. Um, and they just, it felt like they were trying to, even after the console launched, they were trying to fix issues with it. So it's like, just a it, sad thing to see. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they tried, they, they really tried, but you know what? It doesn't always work out. Uh, speaking of things that do work out though, and this one's interesting. I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm. So there's a lot of people who are really upset about this and this is, I would I say, so, I would understand why, because it just feels unfair. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, me not being in the affected group, you know what I mean? That's complaining about this. Like, I'm well, just true, like, oh, you... yeah, like, this is boss. But, like, uh, PlayStation Star's loyalty program currently offers better customer service as a reward. So this isn't uncommon in rewards systems at all, like Best Buy rewards, you know what I mean? You get the best customer service when you go to the top. Your 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 credit card rewards, you get the best customer service when you're, when, when you're, uh, when you're like, one of their best customers. You know what I mean? And you have a good yeah. credit score. They look at that shit. They're just like, oh, this is a good person right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 
I understand like why they're doing it the way that they're doing it, but the fact that they're it's for a games company, it's for a person that creates games and stuff like that. They're way more interactive than a store, though. Right, right. And like that's what I. That's also what I was gonna bring up. Um, so, as of September 29th, people had complained that those on the service's fourth tier get improved customer support. Uh, users can move up tiers by buying games from the PlayStation Store and earning trophies, effectively meaning uh, that those with more money will receive better support from Sony. Which is exactly how it is in real life with every other fucking reward system. I don't understand. I mean, I understand why people are complaining. Like, because they're all like, oh, everybody should have the same level of support. But somebody who buys one game versus somebody who buys 12 games, the 12 games person should have better support. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just, you're, you're, you know, and each game is now $70 a piece, you know what I mean? Like, you're buying one game at $70, and then this person is buying 12 games at $70. You, you, you think in your head, you're like, oh, well, they already overcharged a bunch of people in the most recent thing with the big lawsuit, you know what I mean? So they're like, oh, all those people who spent all the most money are going to get better rewards for it. To me, that makes sense because of their past indiscretions. Yeah, but um, I just think that we're in the era of games and the industry changing once again. That and people are not up for it because you don't want things to change, especially with this. But like, it's good for the industry because it's going to make it grow more, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the reward program uh will give players uh the likes of PlayStation Store wallet funds, uh PlayStation Store products alongside a series of virtual collectibles that are definitely not nfts um so that's cool and which means that you get real tangible things and virtual things like they even had them separate on the list so that's really cool like um and uh stuff that i like to hear you know i like uh i like comprehensive rewards programs especially Mm -hmm. whenever you're shelling out hundreds of dollars a year to purchase games you know what i mean so um uh next up we are still in playstation news but we have some horizon zero dawn ps5 remaster reports uh which is really exciting you know what i mean um the the it's a remaster of the 2017 horizon zero dawn not horizon forbidden west which just came out like february uh it's in the horizon sunder (laughs) this is the third game it's maybe and then horizon horizon uh north dusk north dusk uh but uh, it's reportedly in the works for ps5 along a brand new multiplayer game for ps5 and pc it's called horizon south wind no 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 south sunset no south wind is like is like gas like farts and I'm telling so, you, it's the opposite of dawn. Uh, so it would be horizon dusk. Know, horizon dusk. <laughs> horizon dusk. Horizon dust. Uh, horizon is dust. There's dust all over horizon. No, horizon sunset twenty, what whatever the year is, like twenty one or. I don't know the year time. You said it's like thousands of years in the future. Oh, it might be. World. It might be hundreds. It might be thousands. So it, could, it, yeah. it actually might be thousands. I might be wrong. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, but Horizon Sunset and the then the number, that would be um, pretty cool. 
But um, it's not 100% if this would be a full remake like The Last of Us Part 1 or just a remaster, but some of the details make it seem like it is a trending move towards the latter. Uh, the reports claim that the new version will add accessibility features, graphic modes, and quality of life improvements to the gameplay itself. In a sense, it appears to improve the original to the added upgrades of Forbidden West. And, yo, I played the PS4 version on PS5, and I had a great fucking time because it was built for pro. You know what I mean? Like, so it didn't quite have the ray tracing and stuff, like what they're what they're talking about when it comes to remakes of, uh, you know, Last of Us Part 1 and, and stuff along those likes. But yeah, I, I'm still really excited to see this. Although, like, since I did just play the games, I don't think I'll be purchasing the PS5 version. But it's nice to offer it for new players who have never played mm -hmm. the series and who want a better series uh, experience. Not yep. saying I didn't have a bad one, but I did have a couple of uh, glitches uh, in the game. But um, while we are still talking about accessibility features, graphic modes, quality of life, improvements, God of War is made leaps and bounds as in accessibility as a core part of its game design. And to, the, today, this is my kind of little uh, rant. It's not a rant. It's like a positive thing. But uh, what is like a positive rant? A debate? I don't. Is there a positive rant, or is rant just a negative connotated word? No. Do you understand what I'm saying? TED talk. Welcome to my TED talk. Okay, we're having a TED talk about uh, <laughs> God of War accessibility, guys. Uh, so recently, we've been talking a lot about accessibility in gaming, specifically. Uh, what is it? Three, three, one, three, three, oh, three. Uh, Halo. Oh, 343. 343, there you go, sorry. Uh, 343 uh, has done a lot of accessibility features in Halo. And, uh, you know, that's that's like your typical multiplayer shooter game. But what about the story mode games, you know what I mean? And God of War is kind of uh, making its way there. Um, PlayStation has become like synonymous with uh, accessibility because that's something that they really pride themselves about is making every single game accessible especially for the AAA titles uh i can't speak on indie titles but i'm talking about like sony backed commercial shit you know what i mean uh so so they're they're gonna be releasing all kinds of stuff audio descriptive cutscenes, which is a fucking leap and bound right there you know what i mean because uh like for for people who are blind you know what i mean audio descriptive cutscenes are people with low vision you know what I mean? Uh, who still want to play these games, who are still trying to have a good time playing the games. Um, but Naughty Dog is not the only PlayStation developer to prioritize and include accessibility in their games. Uh, this November, God of War Ragnarok, you know, uh, from Santa Monica will be the newest edition. So a little bit behind it. Uh, they're they're going to go against the North Pantheon, Norse Pantheon. And the former Greek God of War will undoubtedly grow and develop as a character. Uh, Ragnarok is also a story of growth and progress for the studio. Uh, Mila uh, Pavlin, the UX designer at Santa Monica Studio, discusses the process of creating an accessible sequel as well as working with the disabled community to ensure current and future titles. So there's a lot of words in here and stuff, but essentially I'm going to break it down to a couple of paragraphs for you guys. So um, they recently re-released God of War on PC. Uh, they've been doing a lot of uh, PC ports uh, to make the games more widely successful, to make them more accessible in general. Because there's some things that you can't do with a PlayStation that you can do with a P uh, PS5 regarding accessibility. 
um, and special controllers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But whenever they release, re-released it out to PC, they included a whole slew of brand new accessibility things. And they use the new slew of accessibility things as a test study for what they're going to do on Ragnarok, if you understand what I mean. So they had uh, re-released that and, pe and people had been giving back their feedback. And uh, so Ragnarok's accessibility features contrast from the 2018 prequel as disabled players can choose to activate over 60 options to help alleviate potential barriers to play. Uh, the trend of adding dozens of accessibility features is not new to PlayStation. Uh, Naughty Dog and Insomniac Games have outfitted several, several of their classics uh, with accessibility offerings. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two set a precedent for accessibility within games industry, not because of the sheer amount of settings available, but rather how each feature worked within the game. Players with physical, auditory, and vi visual disabilities, among others, could choose to turn on one or dozens of play options to uh, specify the, the game to their type of play, removing uh, any of the intentional challenges that like, uh, normal characters would have like jumping puzzles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like not all, not all people have sense of maybe somebody has one eye and doesn't have a sense of depth perception. You know what I mean? Like that there's all kinds of parts of games that people can't play, but people still want to hear the story. You know what I mean? People still want to have a good time and, uh, like adding these to any game as a future game designer, like is a must. You know what I mean? We, we can't, we can't move backwards in the ways of accessibility, especially if you want your game to fly off the shelves. You know what I mean? Like, cause that, that means it, that you're not limiting the population because you know, that, what was the, what was the study that we were reading whenever we were going over three, four, three industries? Like it was like two out of every 10, uh, players has some sort of disability. Like whenever they're trying to play the video games and I'm like, you know, that's 20% more games that you could be selling if you had the accessibility functions for these people. You know what I mean? So, uh, Ragnarok is marking a new milestone. They've never incorporated this level of, uh, accessibility for one of their games. And, uh, while it seems like a daunting task, uh, having assistance from disabled players, accessibility consultants, and accessibility experts from the PlayStation teams was crucial to proposing solutions for perplexing issues. Uh, Pavlin understands Ragnarok isn't the end of accessibility journey, but rather a continuation of the ever-evolving understanding uh, of the needs of disabled individuals. So essentially, like, this is a really big step forward, and I can't wait to mess with some of the functions because, like, I have issues, like, to where, like, I always have the subtitles on because I can't hear. You know what I mean? Like, so like, that's just, that's just a basic one right there. You know what I mean? But that it means the world to be able to, you know, mess with the size of the subtitles, mess with the color of the subtitles, mess with the contrast of the subtitles. You know what I mean? Like people don't take that shit into, uh, they take it for granted, really. They're all like, ah, they don't need, they don't need to mess with the font of the subtitles. I'm like, well, some font is easier to read than other fonts. You know what I mean? Like it, offering at least uh two, two to three options is, uh, beneficial for everyone and that that's just that's just my personal use of accessibility functions like i i can't even speak for other people who are missing fingers who are missing hands who can't see who can't hear you know what i mean like just all all kinds of stuff like that well there's there's models and 
controllers and stuff being made for people like that so there's not it's not which is why just... which is why it's so important that they're porting the games over to pc like i was saying because not everything that you have is going to be able to be accessible with the ps5 Consoles in exactly general. exactly yeah. so whenever you have pc there's so much more accessibility that you could do they there you could plug in anything you know what i mean uh and just uh get it to work for you so that's oh, yeah. really exciting to hear and um the future of you know Santa Monica Studios looking great. Yes. Um, but uh, there's another studio that is looking even better. You know, right now. You know, because uh, this this one didn't do too hot off the start. But there's a million concurrent players. And there is, and it's, it's I think it's growing at the moment. It is growing. Like it's and growing I, because it actually works now. And I've we're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Which not only that, but they CD Projekt Red just came out and said we're not done working on the Cyberpunk game and the franchise as we are now officially making a full sequel to the game. That's interesting to hear. And not only that, but they're also making a new Witcher trilogy, which is also very interesting to hear about. Yes. Um, and not only that, but these are they're also working on multiplayers for both The Witcher and Cyberpunk, which is also interesting to me. And not only that, there's one more. They're they're making a new IP. So I just it, it it seems very ambitious at the moment. I think they've hit a good high. I just don't want them to come. Speaking to of the, the Witcher, same... earlier whenever I we, I was talking about Kingdom of Planet of the Apes getting announced, uh, it's starring Witcher's Freya Allen. I didn't even mention yes. that. Like, uh, it has Freya Allen from The Witcher, and I just yes, wanted to so... mention that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk about mainly about the cast and stuff like that for that one. But anyways, the, yeah. So you're getting a sequel of Cyberpunk, even though they're still opening, which it says uh, that could be coming two years down the line or anything with uh, following multiple updates. Oh no, it says, mm -hmm. oh that's about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, right? I was about to say. I was like, uh, you said yeah, two years like... for the for the sequel. If I see it in uh, less than four years, I'm kind of yeah. Concerned. They're working on a new Witcher trilogy that's in the works alongside an entirely original project codenamed Hadar. Uh, which is a long-term outlook. <laughs> it says to establish three enduring franchises featuring both single-player stories and multiplayer experiences. So they have a long list of things to work on. I just, I hope they don't become over-ambitious is my problem. And it's easy to become over-ambitious. Well, like, yeah, honestly, like by stretching your fucking workers thin as fuck. Yeah, so, but they said they have over 1,200 people. They have, over 12, they have over 1,200 people located all around the globe, so who knows? I have no idea what the plan is for the, the, the next years and so on this. It's just interesting for them to announce this stuff. Maybe they've had it in the, in the works for a while, um, and they were just they're trying to make Cyberpunk good. Hopefully they can learn from the mistake of what is Cyberpunk, even though that it's doing great now. Uh, still, it, it came out and it just it, it wasn't the best. So you just need to learn from that. That's all I'm saying. If you're really wanting to do these new this this new stuff and all this, and want to make all these games, take your time. Don't crunch your fucking employees and make them want to kill themselves. Um, like and, seriously. And just like, just literally don't don't rush it. It's it, it'll come eventually, and people are going to wait for that. Not everybody's going to wait for that because some people are just not patient enough, but there are people out there that are going to. Hell, I, I, I waited in Valvoline for seven hours 
just to get <laughs> bad example bad example bad it's, example. It, <laughs> it just shows that there's people that are willing to wait for things just right. like that that's 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 my that's my main takeaway from that um speaking of things that we've been uh, waiting for there's two the two last ones i've been waiting for on these two yes i knew um, that you would be excited about me talking about these so uh, first up, I got the Callisto Protocol's latest trailer, which was just released, reveals the boys' character, uh, the boys' actress, uh, Karen Fukuhara. So that's really exciting. She's a badass, you know. As you all know, who have watched the boys, like she, she is our uh, painless demon girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, the this latest trailer for the Callisto Protocol has been dubbed the Truth of Back Iron. Uh, it features Japanese-American actress uh, Karen Fukuhara as Danny Nakamura. Fukuhara's most notable roles in include Kamiko in The Boys and Katana in Suicide Squad. Yep. Um, in the new trailer, protagonist Jacob Lee explores the Black Iron Prison on Jupiter's moon Callisto. He finds it crawling with disgusting creatures that can evolve and mutate as their limbs are cut off. My favorite. One of the uh, characters, Danny, is seen accompanying Jacob as they make their way through a maximum security facility. Love that. Getting big alien vibes. Um, so towards the end of the trailer, Danny exclaims to Jacob that just finding a way out of Black Iron Prison isn't enough. They need to find answers to what happened to all the prisoners and why the truth is being covered up. And I'd be like, fuck no, I'm getting out of here. But that's just me. And I'm not the, you know, protagonist of this series but fukuhara previously hosted a panel uh uh at sdcc that you could check out for the callisto protocol but the extent of her involvement of the game was unknown and now we have confirmation that her, she will utilize her likeness for the game and uh it is fukuhara's first game credit as well so oh, that's exciting this is what's really cool about this is it's also made by the people that made deadpool uh, not deadpool jesus dead space holy crap um but uh they do this is one of the interesting things about these games speaking and of dead in, space did you mention that they released the first uh trailer for the remake they released the first trailer for the remake which makes it look super in-depth and super high depth oh and, yeah and like you can see the ray tracing in the fucking it's picture all like, the it's shit that beautiful. I want, and i'm going to play the hell out of it even though that's gonna make me infuriated and terrified oh no that's like that thing. scared me just looking at the stills i never played big dead space i'll fucking i'll be in a two. dead space before i do that so <laughs> i have played one and two so yeah anyways it's got that same hud system where it has no hud no like stuff except for i mean assuming what you see on the back of the character which is the health bar and and how much you have as ammo and whatnot even if you do have ammo that's the same thing that dead space did the original is which is made by these creators is that the hud was was gone it was it was to immerse yourself as much as possible but they made it so that you could still see like health and stuff that you have and whatnot on the suit itself right and that's that's very immersive to me. That, that makes you feel more immersive than like you have to look at graphics that are on the side of the screen and stuff like that for sure yeah so like it's definitely this is definitely going to make you feel terrified <laughs> i can definitely tell so, so uh while we were speaking about gore and terrified we have pulled up on the last fucking article of the day today guys and this one is also about a horror game and it is a little ditty called dead island 2 and if you guys have never played Dead Island, I have actually played Dead Island, and I love the story of that game. That game is super underrated as a as, as a you know addition into the zombie genre. 
So, um, but we we got a little bit more information about Dead Island Two having breakable weapons uh, to I'm balance to balance its over the top mentality. What? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with breakable weapons. You know what? That makes you like it. It it makes it adds you the realism. Adds realism and makes it more feel like a survival game. Right. You, you can only to, like, hit something over the head shit. so many times with a shovel before the shovel breaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's oh. just uh, it's logic. People so, are gonna be mad at it, but like I feel like they have so many weapons in the game that it's just like they have to balance it that way. Like, uh, so uh, developer Adam Duckett defended the game's durability system. Uh, quote unquote. Here we go. Ranged weapons have ammo, so melee weapons have degradation. Uh, we're generous with it. We want players to explore the f explore the full arsenal of weapons, so we have so many great mods and so many perks and so many other things in this game that we want players to cycle through. It also helps the pl that players can keep a wide variety of tools in their arsenal, so they're never going to be without something they can use. I wonder if there's an encumberment system. There's probably that, and also they're probably going to set up a repair system as well. Yeah, so, probably, yeah. but that's expensive yeah. at the beginning, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, but then once you get into the game, it's going to be like, oh, yes, 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 easy, easy, easy. Right, for that legendary so, stuff, but I'm sure that the lower level stuff just breaks. Mm -hmm. Or isn't so, worth it, rather. It makes sense that stuff is going to break in a Yeah, yeah, I mean, even in Minecraft, the fucking shit breaks, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's logic <laughs> right there. It's set to debut February 3rd, 2023. Um, and it's about a zombie apocalypse in the middle of LA, whether you like it or not, durability is going to be a big factor. That's um, it, they had to do it to fit the tone. It makes sense. It adds realism to it. Uh, you can find systems like these in breath of the wild, Yakuza, Far Cry, and even Minecraft, like I said. Uh, mm -hmm. but many players are simply irritated by the constant need to attend to their weapons. And I say, boo hoo. This is a survival fucking game. It's not, they didn't say that. They at first it'll be probably a constant attend to your certain weapons but honestly once you get into it and get the stuff that you need i think you're gonna be fine right right and like and, it, it which means that it just has a harder startup and then like does. yeah yeah which i'm okay with like especially at the beginning of a game you know what i mean you gotta you gotta learn the mechanics difficult survival games in general are just supposed to be difficult it's supposed to test your survival skills you gotta learn and, the mechanics somehow, you know what I mean? You I can't play with the same club the entire fucking game when you're going against, like... A Definitely you can if you repair it multiple times, but... That's... But I think a, the point is that they're gonna give you a damaged weapon at the beginning, and then you're gonna break the first weapon that you get. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna be like, oh, this is how you fix this problem, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, because they have to set it all back up, because, right. one, the, the controls are gonna be different than Dead Island, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And two, it's uh, it's a modern game. So. The main thing I just kind of worry about is how much resources does it take to repair? That's all. That's pretty much it. As if well, it, I'm sure it's, it's balanced. If they include that, they have to have balance in all the other spots. You know what I mean? And if not, we got oh, yeah. we got we got hot fixes. We got patches. We got updates. All right. We got uh, all kinds of stuff like that. And you, you don't know because the QA team can only hit so much of it. You know what I mean? Until we get actual, uh, hundreds of thousands of people playing it. And then they're all like, we run into this, we run into this. And those first few months of those, those, you know, employees at this fucking place are probably miserable after that. Cause they're trying to fix game crash errors the entire no, time. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's literally what they're doing. So, um, just give it some time. Like, I think this is going to work out really well. And me, who's not big into horror games, is interested in Dead Island 2. So that should tell you guys something. Interested. So, 
Anyways, this is the end of tonight, day, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for listening. Thank Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for sticking around. We enjoy having you guys here, even though we may say sound tired, even though we're sick, even though we don't feel good. We're here, and we enjoy what we do, and we do this for fun. If you want other people to listen to it, just tell them about it. Word of mouth is a great way for people to know our podcast. Yeah, man. Like, post us somewhere, you know, if you're you're feeling up to it. If not, you know, just keep listening. I enjoy just knowing that I have a few listeners out there that are just, you know, out there and listening. Like, it it, it makes you feel a little less alone in the world. You know what I mean? It does. And the next time, hopefully I'm not as uh, sick is the word I'll say. For sure. Because I... I am starting to feel the degradation of the pain meds, and now I feel like I need to pass out. <laughs> I so. get that. It is 11.05, and mm. I'm starting to get hungry. Because <laughs> we've been down mm, here no, for like three me. hours. Oh, I am done with food for tonight. <sighs> I'm sure. But anyways, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. <laughs> It seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.